Welcome to Making Your Impact, a podcast to inspire and equip you to pursue your calling and make your positive impact on the world. I'm your host, Melissa Ike. I have a passion for making an impact, and I also have a passion for helping you make yours. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to Making Your Impact. It is truly great to have you here. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Melissa Ike. I'm a co-founder and the director of communications and development for The Dragonfly Home, a nonprofit in Oklahoma City that serves survivors of human trafficking. I'm also a writer, speaker, and attorney. And you can learn more about me at melissaike.com. That's melissaeick.com. Today is part two of my fantastic conversation with author Kanasia Johnson about her book, The Soul Balance Devotional, a 45-day journey to transform and revive your inner self. Today, Kanasia and I are discussing themes in her book that we talk about a lot on this show. Things like having the courage to pursue new opportunities, engaging in self-care, fighting fear, and more. And all of them are crucial to tackle on your journey to making your impact. So let's hop back in. The next Devo that I wanted to talk about was day 31, open the door to new opportunities. Yes. Um, so this is exactly what you're talking about. You have literally opened the door to a new opportunity just in the past couple of months and it's something yes. that you encourage people to do. It is still really difficult, Melissa, to understand that I am an author now. <laughs> right. I've had family and friends having to remind me, hey, you're an author now. Own that. Wow. And that just goes back to, you know, that development and really auditing yourself. So yes, I am a news producer, but I'm also an author. Yeah. I'm also a Chick-fil-A lover and Dr. Pepper lover. So it's just, you know, just when you pick up these skills, you know, really take inventory of what you're doing. And, and, and I am an author now. Yeah. Um, and yes, the open the door to new opportunities. I use the Yukon Writer Society uh, the um, conference. Yes. Okay. And I think that was, is that where we met? I can't remember. Yes. We, I believe that's the first time when in spring 2019, right? Was that the first yes. one? Yes. That's yes. the first time I met you. Okay. Yes. So our mutual friend and my editor at the time, Shayla, she was over the conference and um, she invited me and I was extremely nervous at that time because I was like, man, I'm still in the uh, development stages of my book and I am going to be in a room full of authors or future authors and I don't know if I'm going to be able to blend in well and just constantly worrying about the environment and would I be able to blend in and I am so thankful now that I went to that conference because I got to network and I also won the big prize of the day so you did. Know, yes what was it I don't remember it was a master class oh yeah what did you do? What masterclass did you choose? Margaret Atwood. Um, I took her course, but, you know, just being able to go to that conference and meet new people. I'd only been in Oklahoma for about a year, so I didn't really know too many people. So I was able to go out there and really network and uh, make connections. And it just reaffirmed me that I was going on the right path. You know, you do have a support group. You do have people that are also trying to publish a book right so you're not out here alone and I was just glad that I said yes because I was really dreading it before I went and you have to just kind of one thing that I'm learning now Melissa is that you just have to kind of just do it 
Right. Don't worry about validation. Don't worry about what people think about you because you are the most important person in your life. So the way you view yourself should be the most important. Well, I imagine you got to know us and soon realize that we're all in the stage at different stages of developing our books. You definitely were not walking into a room of authors who have it all together and know everything. None of us are, or none of us are like that, but I mean, you very well could have, you know, walked into a different kind of room, but I know we all enjoyed meeting you and we were really glad that you came. I had a great time. And yeah, it was a really fun one. And and that was the main thing that, Hey, when you step out and, 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 open the door to that new opportunity. You never know what's behind that door. Right. Or what's yeah, in that room. If it works, if it doesn't work, no harm, you no foul. You still did it. Right. right. You, still, yeah. you still tried it out. Yeah. And at least, you know, if I would have walked out of there intimidated, you know, at least I would have been in that room. And I know what that room looks like. I know what a writer's conference looks like. So I can talk about that now. Yeah. I can talk about that experience. And that is... I was just really thankful that I went to that conference. Nice. This is something that I really want to get into in this season of the podcast. It's been on my mind um, since I started the show is talking about imposter syndrome and overcoming it, like being able to identify it and then take steps. I know it's something that I have definitely dealt with. And I think that I probably could have worked through it better or more quickly. But I think instead I was just like, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And eventually I won't feel like an imposter anymore because I'm doing it. And that is what has happened. And maybe that, maybe that is how you overcome it. I don't know. It's something I want to work on and share with listeners. Um, But do you think that that, like, have you experienced that ever? Has that ever played a role in why you were intimidated to go to the conference or something like that? Can you define imposter syndrome real yeah, quick? Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. It's kind of like you're saying like, so you're going to go to this conference and you're like, oh, it's a conference full of authors. Do I belong in this room or am I faking it? It's this sense of, okay, I'm doing this thing, but at any second, someone's going to realize I'm an imposter. I don't actually know what I'm doing. And someone, and so someone's going to call me out and be like, hey, you you're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be doing this. You're not really qualified or faking, you're faking it kind of. Yeah. And I think that goes back to, if we're just talking about self-development, those, those beliefs, Yeah, you know, I think that goes back to self-esteem. You know, you have to tell yourself, Hey, if I am, if I am being granted this opportunity to come into this room, I deserve to be in this room. Right. You know, I, I deserve to be in this room. Why not? It's okay to be a beginner because I was a beginner when I came to that conference. My book was still in the editing stages at that time. And we still didn't have a publishing date. We didn't have anything, but I am an author. And I said that, I said, if I am going to be an author, I've got to get in a room of other authors. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's more about just, instead of calling yourself an imposter, it's more about, I deserve to be in this room. Yeah. You're firing me up now. That's it. So you do not deal with imposter syndrome because it sounds like you, that's a good way to put it. Like if you're working on developing yourself and knowing yourself and knowing why you want to do something, I think that's probably important too. I'm just guessing, but you're like, well, other people can judge me if they want, but I know why I'm doing this, yes. whatever it is. Yes. And so I I've, know me, I know what I stand for and I don't need anyone else to validate me for that. Now, all of that is comes with time. 
you know, right. changing that belief, right? Yeah. Instead of, you know, and that goes back, to, I mean, that goes back to, you know, committing to positive talk. Right. I deserve to be in this room. And when I get in this room, I'm going to bring my best self. I'm going to learn from others in the room and I am going to uh, really take inventory of the situation and leave and reflect. You know, once you leave, once I left the conference, I went back and reflected on it. Have you, uh, this might seem unrelated, but it's related, I promise. Do you ever watch The Office? I've heard of The Office, never seen it, but I may put that on my list of shows to watch. Well, I guess I'm asking if you have, specifically, are you familiar with the actress Mindy Kaling at all? She also had a show, The Mindy Project. Okay. I've heard well, of The Mindy Project. I just, I'm not familiar with that. That's actor. all right. You don't really need to be. I was just, in case you were, but, so she's this writer, actress, um, producer, director in Hollywood, and she has two memoirs out that are inspirational and also very funny because she's hilarious. Her second book is called, and you actually said it earlier in this interview, her second book is called Why Not Me? And she talks about in that book, people ask her, where do you get your confidence from? And she was like, well, I work really hard. I'm confident and, and, and I am entitled to be where I am because I've put the work in. I've developed my expertise. I know why I'm here. I know what I'm doing. And so I'm confident because I deserve to be because I've done what it takes to, to get there. And it's a pretty similar philosophy, I think, to what you're saying. Yeah, it, it just goes back to, again, it starts in the mind. What do you believe about yourself? Mm -hmm. And then once you got that down, it will exude out of you. Yeah. Well, let's move on then to the last topic I want to talk about is self-care and mental health. That's another big theme in your book. Um, so I talk about self-care a lot on this show because... I figure people who really want to make their impact in the world, who want to do something positive, are generally people who are probably doing a lot. You know, either they're striving for it in their career or they've got a career and they're doing this, you know, making their impact as a hobby. They might have other responsibilities like family. And so I feel like it's people who are constantly doing a lot. And so self-care is especially important. Um, and then adding in the fact that you might have to deal with really hard topics during your day. And so taking care of yourself in a, in a number of different ways is super important because we, if we don't, then we burn out. And Correct. then not only do we have the sense of not doing what we really feel called to do, but then the people who would have benefited from it don't get to benefit from it. So yeah, they get the short sense. end of the stick. Yeah, they get yeah. the short end of it because we're burnt out. Yeah. And, and, and that is, you know, like we talked about earlier, self-care goes beyond just, you know, taking yourself out to eat or going to a movie. Right. Um, I know for myself, there were times at work that I would not take a lunch break. Right. Yeah. So I am not exhibiting self-care at work because I'm not taking a lunch break. So I'm exhausted. And I had to stop and tell myself, hey, first off, it's in the handbook that you can take a hour lunch. So you don't have to punish yourself, you know, or feel bad for taking a lunch break. That's you're a requirement at work to take You're a not lunch stealing break. from the company. You're not stealing from your... the company. <laughs> yeah. But you are stealing from yourself when you don't take that break. When oh, you don't take true. a mental break. And I think that is a big part of self-care is just taking that break. Yeah. From whatever task that you're doing and just kind of relax for a minute. Yeah. Breathe and 
really just stop what you're doing and be mindful of that. So if you're eating, hey, I'm eating lunch right now. I'm being mindful of that. I'm just going to focus on my lunch at this time. I'm not going to focus on work. I'm going to put my phone down and enjoy my meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that has, it's really refreshing when you do that. When you actually do that during the day, I often will do that at work. And Dragonfly is a totally supportive environment for that kind of thing. It's just, it's not like there's pressure not to. It's just, I just don't. But then sometimes I'll be like, hey, everyone, I'm going on break. I'm going to shut my office door. I'm going to put on my headphones. I'm going to eat lunch. I might watch a fun TV show on my computer and laugh at something silly. And then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to do the rest of the day. And I'm like, yeah, it's just about a recharge. It's it's about a reboot too. Yeah. And that's a big key about, that's a good thing to to incorporate into your self-care routine is being able to recharge and reboot. And, you know, even with social media, right, just put the phone down for 30 minutes. You know, I know it's really difficult to do. And in my case, I have to deal with social media all day long at work, too. Right. But, you know, during those lunch breaks and during those times that I do have a time to just kind of take a step away, you know, put the phone down and also just take time to recharge. Yeah, that's good. One of the things that I wanted to talk about is day 10. You've mentioned, I think, a couple of things, which is like taking yourself to a movie, taking yourself out to eat, things I used to do more, just easy to almost like break out of even the habit of doing things you enjoy. So what, what do you find helps you have yeah, some fun? I think it's also, it also goes into just reflecting, taking time to reflect, taking time to audit yourself. What are, what are some, what are the things that, you know, I like about myself? I don't like about myself. What are the things that I can improve on? And then once I get that down, what does that look like in my relationships as well? You know, I thought I was the smartest thing walking in school. I was really into academics. And then you find out, hey, I know all about reading and writing, but I don't know about how this world works. So that self-care could just be getting out and people watching. (laughs) Just taking time to talk to people, have conversations. Doing this podcast for me is self-care. I'm talking about my book and just talking about the things that I've learned and sharing that with the others so that they can do the same thing. So it's like expanding your horizons is just a good way to engage in self-care. Yes. Okay. Do some things that make you uncomfortable. Mm. It, it's not always, like you said, it's not always about getting a Maddie Patty or going to get a drink. It is about doing things that are uncomfortable too. You never know what you'll like. You might adopt a whole new self-care routine once you step outside of your comfort zone. That's true. That's true. Well, and then I guess for the devotional, it is, I wanted to touch on it because not only is it one of your devos, but it's also something that you incorporate into every devo, which is committing to positive self-talk. Yeah, you have a, one of your devotions is actually committed to it, but you have positive affirmations in every single one. Things to speak over yourself, to kind of confess over yourself, to say to yourself, I guess to help convince yourself that you can do these things. Yes. And, you know, you want to, you want to make sure that once you get past the positive affirmation that you actually take action and that's important, right? Just reading that, that affirmation is not enough. You want to move. Right. And, um, with this topic, one thing that I've had to do is get over my hair. I used to feel really, um, self-conscious of 
about my hair. Um, I thought my hair was super thin and unhealthy and not at the length that I wanted. So what I would do is cover it with a bunch of weave and wigs. Mm. And I didn't want anyone seeing my natural hair. It just was a struggle for me for a long time. And I wanted to, what I had to do was, I'm like, why do I want all of this validation from other people? It's my hair. I have to wear my hair. It really doesn't matter. You know, whether it's long, short, curly, straight, it's my hair. And one day I just kind of got tired of the weaving wigs and just started wearing my natural hair and really just looking in the mirror and telling myself, hey, you have beautiful hair. You, you are beautiful. And regardless of what anyone else thinks about your hair, you know, it's your hair. And that was a big relief for me because once I started wearing my natural hair and really just talking to myself positively about my, my image, I felt better. I feel better. I'm currently wearing my natural hair and I'm out in public with it. I don't, you know, I just, I'm really comfortable with it. So it just took you kind of making the decision and then getting your thoughts right about it. Yes. So, you know, like with the affirmation, hey, I have beautiful hair. Okay. The next step is, well, just wear it. Wear it and wear it to your liking. Embrace it. I love that. That's, that's good. And I feel like getting around to that, then like you were saying, helps you start having it like the one little positive affirmation about like this one specific thing then grew to you having positive affirmations about yourself in general. Yes, and it, like, it has definitely built up my self-esteem. Yeah. And it starts with self on the inside too, right? You know, the hair is on the outside, but you're a beautiful person on the inside too. That's good. That's good. Well, was there any last thoughts? I know you mentioned that you had some thoughts on pandemic. Did you already talk about that? Or do you have something specific that you wanted to share? Yeah, with the pandemic, I mean, it's, it's impacted everything, right? You know, it's just, it has changed workflows. It's changed family life, everything. And one thing that I wanted to talk about was with this pandemic, you have to understand, this, is, this comes back to development, but trouble happens. As long as you're living, trouble will happen. Sometimes you don't know when, and it could be unexpected like this pandemic. I'm pretty sure at the beginning of 2020, no one thought we would be in this pandemic and then in this pandemic this long. Right. So trouble happens. And when you understand that before it happens, you can better prepare for that. We have the chance to be proactive before the trouble strikes. You know, so now more than ever, it's important to save money, right? or not just spend frivolously on stuff, right? So you, you want to make sure that you're managing your finances before you get into a pandemic. Right. You know, not because a lot of people are out of work. So that was an unexpected trouble that happened. And, you know, if you have a savings or you, you have an emergency fund, that can help out during these times. Or um, just even having a healthy mind state, understanding that trouble exists, and then, okay, I can be proactive about this. And then once the trouble hits, you're not falling into this depression or this having anxiety about the trouble. Yeah. Because you already knew beforehand that it was going to happen. You can always um, expect that something will come up. Something will always come up. As long as we're living, something will always come up. And, you know, we're being told to isolate. So if you spend time with yourself before that, 
it won't feel so bad to have to spend time with yourself when you're being told to isolate. Yeah. Yeah. So for one of the main things and in, in even work, you know, I know now it was unheard of for news to work from home. There's right. just so many moving parts, right? There's some people that are still in the building, but there's so many moving parts that it was just unheard of. And so now I've been working at home for the last four months mm -hmm. and I'm putting a show on every, every day. So now I know, Hey, you know, I can work from home. Yeah. And that's going to change the landscape for a lot of businesses too. Yeah. So it, it is, this pandemic has really caused people to be creative. If you weren't creative before you, you're definitely creative now right. because you've been forced to be creative. And I think that this time also gives you, this gives you more time to uh, develop new skills. Those things you don't mind doing. Definitely. Uh, this is, this is definitely a time that you can do that. Yeah. But the pandemic ha is definitely a time of self-development. I mean, I think everyone that comes out of this pandemic should be doing something differently. I think so. You, I'm, I don't know how someone couldn't at this point because everything has changed so much. And I think everybody has to have learned more about themselves in some way. And so I like this because what you're saying is if someone does the stuff that you say in your book to do, then they're going to be better prepared for the next thing that happens. Yes. You're going to be better equipped to deal with life. Right. The good and the bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Put some practical preparation in place, develop yourself so that you are internally equipped and externally yes. equipped. Yes. Yes. So internally, if you have a, if, a, if you have a healthy mental state, when trouble is all around you, you'll be able to handle it better. And the soul balance devotional will help you accomplish that. Absolutely. <laughs> I have 45 devotionals that can, you know, you can use it anytime it relates to you. It can be a daily read or anytime if you're facing it, if you're going through a toxic relationship, if you need to know how to manage your finances, you can go to those for, um, as guidance. Right. I had one question for you. Oh, you do? Okay. If today was your last day on earth, Melissa, what kind of wisdom would you give to someone? Hmm. What's coming to my mind immediately is don't be afraid or don't let fear control your decisions because none of us know how much time we have on this earth and f fear is a liar and fear will hold you back from what will make you happy, what will make you fulfilled. Fear will hold you back from, from living your life. And, and it's not simple. You can't just be like, okay, I'm not afraid. But it's about not letting fear control the decisions. So you can be practical. You can, you can take educated risks, but do take risks. Do take steps of faith to do the thing that, that is in your heart to do. It's the reason why I do this show, right? That's really what it all comes back to is having freedom from fear to live the life that, that you feel called to. Because more often than not, it will work out. We are... We are strong people, we are resilient, we are resourceful, we have people around us. Things won't go as we expect, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. So yeah, in a nutshell, don't let fear control your decisions, but instead take steps of faith.
Absolutely. And that fear is a belief. So once you change your beliefs, then your habits will change and then your decisions will be better. So true. So where can people find your book to purchase it? The Soul Balance devotional is available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. Great. And then where can people find you? Kinesia on social media and follow you on your own journey. Okay. So I have a Facebook author page. It's going to be Kinesia Johnson author. And then on Instagram, it's going to be Kinesia Johnson. You want to spell Kinesia just so people know? Yes. K-E-N-A-S-I-A. Like the name Ken before Asia. Yes. So I Ken like call... the Barbie doll and Asia like the continent. There you go. Yes. And Soul Balance is available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle format. And please feel free to leave a review. Authors love reviews. Yes. And I would love to hear from you all about the book. And if you just have any questions for me, I'm, I'm available. Great. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Kinesia. I really enjoy talking with you about all of this. Thank you, Melissa. I am super excited for your new season and everything that you're doing in your life. And I want everyone to know that they're the most important person in their life. If you didn't get anything from me today, please understand that you are the most important person in your life. I want to say thank you to Kinesia for coming on the podcast to discuss her book and encourage all of us in making our impact. You can pick up the Soul Balance devotional to delve further into the topics and themes we discussed over these last two episodes. And I'll share the Amazon link for the book as well as links to Kinesia's social media in the show description. Right now I'm in the midst of gala preparations for the Dragonfly Home. So with an eye towards simplifying, I will be back with making your impact features starting in October. I loved Kinesia's question for me at the end of this episode. So let's revisit that to wrap up with your question of the up. If today was your last day on earth, what wisdom would you give to others? Leave your answer to the question of the up on the post for this episode on any of my social media channels, which you can find by searching Melissa Ike, E-I-C-K on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at MJ Ike on Twitter. I'll be back next week with Taylor Wood and we'll talk about the incredible work she's doing running a mentoring program for at-risk youth in Oklahoma City. Until then, please subscribe to this podcast to get inspired and remember that the world needs you to make your impact.